podcast where i'm doing my part you're supposed to say it too oh uh, i'm doing my part i'm Lori. <laughs> i'm brandon <laughs> time to graduate from high school and go directly to the military because today we're watching starship troopers humans in a fascist militaristic future wage war with giant alien bug oh i'm sorry today we're watching ender's game <laughs> okay i'm so glad i'm recording with this <laughs> recording this with you because i was gonna say the whole time i was watching it this felt like what i pictured ender's game to be when i read it not what the actual ender's game movie ended up being yeah pretty much i love this so much this movie it i'm okay honestly a little bit intimidated because i okay the do you have any like background on this did you have you seen it do you know it I had seen a part of it. I don't think I had ever watched the whole thing. I knew what it was going into it. I knew the amount of gore and nudity. And this is exactly what I was expecting when I started the movie. Okay, it's sci-fi month. You're not a huge science fiction person. I don't. I am and I'm not. Mm -hmm. That's, there we are. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I've always thought of you as. You are, but you're not. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a consistent... I loved Ender's Game, the first book. R.I.P. to the author who's dead. Um, I mean, Not really, though. I mean, to us, though. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I like Star Trek. I don't dislike Star Wars, but I don't like it. Um, I like Logan's Run. I watched that recently. That's a very old one. That's kind of like... It has uh, Joe... Jo, oh, my God. What's Joe her Dirt? name? No, the, the woman with the hair from Charlie's Angels. Farrah Fawcett, she was in it. Um, I like it and I know I'm not, sometimes I really, really like it and sometimes I just don't care and other times I, yeah, that's. I'm mostly in the same boat as you. There are so many, some of them I think are amazing. Some of like, even like Star Wars, I'm kind of like, I get it. I like some of the characters a whole lot, but I don't care about it as a whole. Mm -hmm. That's probably about where I am. This movie rules. And I couldn't tell if it was trying to be campy but okay. I think I decided it's not. That is a really good segue. You will never d- guess what the director, I almost used it for two truths and a goof, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to be able to save this fun fact for then. Do you know what other movie um, this director directed? Um, No. Showgirls. Whoa. <laughs> right? No. 100%. I looked it up on like literally his Wikipedia, his IMDb. I Googled it because I'm like, I refuse to believe that. So if you're wondering if it was intentionally campy, I'm still not sure because I don't know about that movie, but it's just kind of his thing. I feel like yeah, I can see you're looking it up because you don't believe me because it's like so. Well, see, now I'm just trying to get like a mental image in my head of what Showgirls feels like. Mm, it hurts. Yeah. Okay, do you want to just start talking about this movie or do you have more fun trivia? I, I don't. I was just going to give my context since you didn't ask. Oh, yeah. Well, rude. I didn't care. Oh, yeah. Okay. But now I do. Mind. No. Um. <laughs> so I'm familiar. So the author of Starship Troopers is like a renowned um, sci-fi writer. Oh, so this was a book. 
I can't think of any, his other books are like a big deal. His name is Robert Heinlein. Um, I'm blanking on it now. So I seem super informed. <laughs> Please save me. You're Googling. Please help me. I'm trying. The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, I think it says. I'm getting confused because all sci-fi kind of sounds like the same. <laughs> He's not Asimov. Anyway, I can't think of any of his other books right now. And you're taking too long to help me. I don't, I don't recognize any of these strangers, stranger in a strange land. That's, that's the big one. He's so he started out very like quote liberal, whatever that could be. He, um, Upton Sinclair, who wrote the jungle, uh, Heinlein actually like helped him run for some office. He was really anti-segregation, which is pretty dope. As he got later into his career, he wrote a lot about child sexuality and incest and also okay this movie is intimidating to me to cover because on one end the movie itself is extremely tongue-in-cheek and intentionally romanticizes fascism i think as a way to like yeah show you that it's wrong however it's not as clear that the author of that book wasn't kind of a fascist so it's like the line is super blurry especially since the movie as we'll get into does romanticize it so much but like okay. as a Thing. I'm I'm glad you painted this picture because in my head with this movie, and this is all things I could say at the end once I figured it out, and I'll, I might come back to it. But in my head, this movie is like, oh, war is really bad. You can't just do this. This is not good. But at the same time, I can see kids watching this movie and thinking like, how cool is it to go to the military? Everybody's so hot. Kill people. Yeah. So I'm like, this could make kids want to join the military. Like nothing wrong with joining the military. Like you do you. Mm. Mm. But it doesn't promote a great idea of how fun war is. I feel like this is one of those. I mean, okay. I want to say, I'm saying all of this now because realistically, this movie has been contentious since it came out. Nobody's actually figured it out despite the act, the director being like, this was my intent. It's still kind of like, no. But um, yeah. I think it's one of those cases I think comparable to, I can't remember, it was either Seth MacFarlane or Dave Chappelle, and I know it seems silly to like not remember who this quote was from, but the concept that they were making very, it was race, it had to be Chappelle, like racial comedy that was meant to laugh at the racist, but then at some point the racists don't get that they're being made fun of and think that it's just funny race jokes, if that right. makes sense. And yeah, so this one, totally. it's like- if you don't, if you're not intelligent enough to understand satire, you could think that it was like a cool war movie. Like Rico is sort of kind of dumb, but succeeds wildly because he's kind of a, aloof. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes people think that could be me. And it's cool. Like this, all of that aside, this movie freaking slaps. Yeah. Literally it slaps ass at one point. Also it has baby Neil Patrick Harris and Denise Richards. Like I somehow yeah. oof, didn't. Oh God. Yeah. Well, we can get into it. The, the guy who plays Ace Levy, by the way, the really, really blonde man, I think is Gary Busey's relation somehow. Cause his yeah. name is Jake Busey. Which is oh, like... 100%. If you couldn't tell by the teeth. I was, Honey. <laughs> I could tell there was like something that made my tummy hurt about how familiar he looked. And I just yeah. now realized why. So what a specific looking family. <laughs> yeah. Jaw for days. <laughs> <laughs> you start talking about this. So we start out, it's a year in the future from where we will end up. And there's a giant of inv invasion of bugs. And so all of them are going to be middle schoolers who go to a school and learn how to kill them via video games. But then it turns out that the video games are actually real war. Oh, so we're watching Galaxy Quest. 
Yes. Wait, was that um, in that too? Uh, Galaxy Quest, I believe. I'm pretty sure it's Galaxy Quest. And also the book Armada written by Ernest Klein are the same thing. I was lampooning Ender's Game, which we already talked about. Mm, yeah, basically the same thing. They have like an arcade cabinet and it teaches them how to fight aliens. And that's, I mean, it's a, it's a cool concept, but it's just kind of everywhere. Okay, but realistically, it's a year in the future. There's a giant invasion. Then we go back a year in time. They're the oldest looking high school seniors ever. Maybe they're college. Nope, it's high school. Shocking. <laughs> Paul Manrico, who I guess in the book was supposed to be a Filipino. And they're from, they're, they live in Buenos Aires. Because like, anyway, mm. I keep thinking his name is Johnny Utah from Point Break, which is fitting. And now that we talked about Gary Busey, like I'm not going to be able to get out of my head. He's with Denise Richards. And He's kissing her. They're smooching a lot. She wants to be a fancy military lady. He's probably going to Harvard. Yeah. So he gets his test results back and he scores, uh, what is it? A 65. Hmm. Yeah. So he's like not, he wants to be like on the front lines. She wants to be a pilot. Neil Patrick Harris wants to be like a scientist, basically. Well, he didn't even want to be. He wanted to be, I don't, we don't, he didn't know what he wanted to be aside from with Denise Mm. and probably fornicating as him and Neil Patrick Harris have like a little discussion about. And then, so at this point, I don't really know that we know what he wants to be. Yeah, that's true. We just know he wants to go with her and be in the military. But I guess the point is, is like, it sets up that there are all of these different factions of this space military for high school students to pursue as soon as they graduate. I mean, did you go to, you You were from the middle of nowhere. Yes. I went to the one of the like two poor high schools in my hometown and we had military recruiters literally outside of our high school and like putting up. Oh military. yeah. I got multiple phone calls from them. So it's not, it seems crazy that they're all like military. Yeah. Because we're 30 year olds watching mm-hmm. this, but it had like, how many friends did you have that enlisted like right away? Oh yeah. I mean, they would come to our school. They like, they talked to me and I'm like, Oh, oh honey. You, don't, you don't want, oh, honey, you don't want me, <laughs> but no, you're right. It's like a thing, but I guess in this movie, it's more kind of expected. It's more. That's what I'm saying. At my school, it was expected. Like the kids that did go, we were like, not me. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, at that point I had the little sprinklings of maybe I am not super fond of this whole military business, but it was like, those were the kids that were right. like, yeah, you're serving. Thank you. Like, and that's. I even had a couple of friends that went to West Point or wanted to go to West Point. I don't know if they ended up doing that, which I think. So Denise Richard wants to go to the equivalent of West Point. And then. Right. Yep. I don't know. what Neil, Neil Patrick Harris is like a psychic guy. I don't really get his whole deal. I know I read his autobiography a while ago, and it sounds like he had a lot more parts in this movie that got cut. So I think that explains a lot because. That makes you know, a lot of sense. He can talk to his ferret and like gets him to attack his mom. See, that's the thing. I I expected this whole psychic thing. Like they're they're showing Rico in this scene where Neil Patrick Harris is like, I'm gonna teach you like psychic psychicatry. And Rico's not getting it. I expected at some point for Rico to be like, Oh, I can speak to aliens. Like that's my power. I wasn't, but it's just because it's kind of a it happens in Babylon 5 and as well as Star Trek, where there's a specific, mm. I mean, they're still human technically, I think, but they're able, like you're either to, you have psychic tendencies or you don't. 
And right. so I think that was just setting up that like Rico, he's not smart enough to go to the West Point in this universe. He's not psychic. So he's just kind of like, I don't know, maybe I'll just be professionally attractive forever. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I guess I don't know why I thought that something like that would happen. But you're right. It just kind of sets up that like, his friends are talented. And he's just he just wants to be a citizen. Okay, yeah. that's another thing to set it's up is in this realm, they keep saying like, I'm going to be a citizen. So to get citizenship, to be able to vote, to be able to do a bunch of like cool rad stuff that other people don't like at one point when they're actually like, I can't remember if it's when they're talking to people or if when they're like propaganda things come up, but some woman's like, I'm joining because I want to have babies and Mm. joining the military is the only way to get the proper permits to be able to reproduce. Oh my God. See, I didn't know. I didn't realize all that. Yeah. Whoa. So to like be able to do stuff, Basically, you have to be a a veteran. Okay, so then let me ask you this, because we're at the part right now where his dad is like, I just want to go on vacation. You're coming with us. You're not joining the military. And Rico's like, no, I want to be a citizen. So was his dad a citizen that can afford to like do vacations and have kids and stuff? No, um, I don't know why they had kids. I don't know what the background of that is. Maybe I hadn't thought about that because his dad, I thought, (laughs) was supposed to just be kind of like the doofusy I kind of in my head he was a college professor he was the silly liberal he was the person who was a conscientious observer or whatever like a the how like Muhammad Ali was like I'm religious I'm not doing military stuff it's against my religion Mm -hmm. and how at the time everybody was kind of like oh what a big like wuss doesn't love America and that's what the dad was supposed to represent but I don't know how he and his mom had kids yeah maybe it was a new role but yeah okay so yeah it was just kind of this weird thing where his dad was very successful and Rico could have been given anything basically in life but I just thought that was really weird that his parents just wanted to go vacation with him and I honestly okay imagine this you have a little baby boy except he's not little now he's oh he's really cute (laughs) he's 18 oh um you went through like weird times in high school you guys are like super close you like golfing I don't know what dads do um we but, like, um, no, yeah, we do like golf actually. Yeah, I can see yeah. it now. <laughs> anyway, um, you guys, he's, he's done like, okay. In high school, not great enough to get into a state school, but like not a shitty one, like a decent one. He is really into rowing or something, I guess. The whole point being, he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go join the Navy. Wouldn't you want to be like, oh man, no. Okay. How about this? How about we go to Hawaii? How about we chill? Yeah, we take some time to think, take a gap year. Versus like, yeah, fuck yeah, join the Navy. Do what you want. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. Do your part. I'm doing my part. Yeah, that's fair. They just made it look so snowflakey. The dad? No, I don't think that's the intention. Because like, so from the perspective, my understanding, and like I said, this movie is super contentious, is that everybody who's kind of fascist-y in this is super hot. And they kind of film it in a way that's like borderline. I mean, it starts out, like you said, with him smooching Denise Richards it's very 90210 where you're like which hot girl is he gonna end up with oh my god it's a love triangle yeah so you end up rooting for them even though they're like the military like go kill people things so we're supposed to be laughing at the dad but we're supposed to be like aware that he's right yeah I mean it's a whole theme (laughs) you know I'm really just here for the like fun honestly and like the heads exploding and stuff and like the combat i'm just here for neil patrick harris telling his ferret to go attack his mother go get mom yeah basically he's like 
I just told him to go that there was like food on my mom's leg. And then all of a sudden you hear from the rodent, like the ferret <laughs> runs upstairs and then you hear the mom go, oh no, my leg. <laughs> oh no, my leg. <laughs> okay. So they get to, uh, they get to training. It all happens kind of fast. Uh, he's in the infantry. Like he shakes hands with this guy and he's like, oh, hey, I'm going to be an infantry. And this guy is like, has no legs and one arm and he's like oh infantry made me the man i am today and he's and half like, gone it's all it's weird oh i know you don't want to get like super deep into all of it but it was weird like it stood out to me because in america we have a tendency to be like veterans we love you unless you want us to fund the va or like to make sure you don't end up homeless with like a bunch right. of disabilities and so this one is kind of like the good future because oh look like he still has a job and he's like being taken care of yeah, he he lost a lot in war, but he still really actively supports it and encourages people to be who he is because he has a good life apparently now. Yeah, and I feel like in actual America, potentially he would be panhandling. Well, right. Or like yeah. in Forrest Gump. Because <laughs> you can't, you would never today send a horribly like disabled veteran to go and prom- recruit kids. Yeah, because right. they would see that and be like, oh, oh, hell no. Like you, like when the recruiters came to our school, they're always like in their dress blues and like really like fit. And... Yeah, but that this is something to be proud of. Like he, he fought and it's a different future apparently. And it was like bleak and funny at the same time, which was cool. <laughs> it was so cool. He basically joined the military to chase Denise, even though they're not going to be in the same thing. And then we have Dizzy, who is also super hot who she, I, I, it was unclear if she was going to be in the military if he wasn't going to be but she like specially requested that she be put into his unit right yeah i'm pretty sure she was going to be in the military but it's very uh mm-hmm. what's the word where it's like a man's world patriarchy <laughs> yeah it's a very patriarchal thing where she follows him i think it's cool that it was like a guy chasing a girl because he's the main protagonist okay and then so it was just kind of like an extra little thing that she followed him i don't know where i was going with that but, but i don't think it was, i don't think this movie was necessarily patriarchal and i think that was intentional to glorify what war could be Right. No, at the same time that I'm saying she follows the man to war, she also follows the man to war, you know, and there are like the shower scene, like women and men are completely equals Yeah. in this. I mean, there might be something to say about that, but for the most part, they feel like they're all treated the same. Yeah. Especially when, uh, isn't it Dizzy shows up and like beats the hell out of the sergeant or is that a different girl? No, that's her. That is Dizzy? Okay. Yeah, he's like, prove you belong in my squadron. And then she just beats the shit out of him. Like, damn. Yeah, and it's awesome. And it's like, okay, so like the first big fighting we really have is like from a chick saying like, okay, men and women are both equal here. Well, and what I was also thinking was that like, sure, she followed a man, but there's also the point where typically I think in movies, there's the dude who's in the quote unquote, like friend zone. And in this one, it was flipped where it was like the really hot guy has the hot girl. And then there's the woman who he's like, no, I'm just not into you like that. And it's not some like little incelly boy who's like, she's sad about it, but she doesn't demonize him. And also it's cool to have the woman be in the like quote friend zone. Right. Yeah. I mean, for a bit. So just to fast track that, because I have a point to make with this, because soon Denise Richards from 
Real Housewives of Beverly Hills does break up with him because she's like, I'm following this career path of being a space pilot. I'm doing very well. Rico's also doing really well. He's like getting medals and things for like outstanding performances. But Denise Richards is like, I want to follow this and you're not in that picture and I'm doing this for me. And then Rico's kind of like, okay, Dizzy, I guess. Okay, you're missing the really good joke here. She Dear John's John Rico. She what? Dear John, it's like when a a guy, do you know what that is? Oh no, you're doing more references. No, I'm not. Well, okay. (laughs) This is just like a thing. It's not like a a movie thing necessarily. It's a, a Dear John letters. Basically, you're off at war. You have your girl or boy back home. Oh. And they've promised to wait for you. And then they're actually like, just kidding. Johnny down the blocks, like super saucy. I want a piece of that, but I don't want to cheat on you. So then you send a letter and then the the person off at the military thing is like, oh, I've gotten a letter from my love. And then you open it and they're like, uh, fuck you. We're breaking up now. Oh. That's a dear John letter is when you get broken up with that way. And so she okay. dear John him and his name is John. I was like, he <laughs> dear John, John. Rick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I was so proud of her at this moment when she was like, I'm doing so well. I just made me so happy because I love Denise Richards so much. She's one of my favorite housewives. And I was so proud to see her succeed as a military spacecraft engineer or pilot, I guess. Who is your favorite real housewife since we're on the topic? Um, It was Bethany, but she handled the Meghan Markle thing really poorly. So I'm currently a free agent right now. I'm looking for a new free favorite housewife if anybody wants to hit me up. Okay. Well, I'm going to make a big push for, for Luann right now, but oh, we can move on. Jill's arm. <laughs> she falls in a bush. Okay. <laughs> Oh, and I love that she sent this to him on like a mini disc because it was like, when was this movie released? 1987. 1997. Like that was a kind of like right. At, I don't know. They took a gamble. I remember the first time I saw a DVD thing, I was really confused because I thought it would just be a VHS that was half the size of a VHS. And I was like, but mom, how does it fit in a VCR? And then she like opened it and it was just a CD. And I'm like, how do we put the stereo on the TV? <laughs> how do we do that? But yeah, this was just a small mini disc. And it's funny because it's like, they should have been able to send this via like internet. But she sends a little package of a little disc. What if it was a laser disc? So they just get out this like vinyl record thing <laughs> and like put it in. And then afterwards when he's like sad and looking at it after he's watched it, it's just like reflecting his face on this like massive platter sized CD. <laughs> his reflection. I'm surprised they didn't do something uh... like that. Oh, this movie is just campy enough that that would fit right in, honestly. This part's insane because it starts to pick up. Rico is now in charge of, uh, like, he's a squad leader, right? And so he has this recruit and they're going through training. And he tells his recruit to take his helmet off for some reason. And then the recruit gets shot and his head freaking explodes. Before this, we got, like, a training scene that was lasers. Like, laser quest type of training. Mm -hmm. So I didn't realize that these were actual bullets happening. I thought they were more pretend things, but they were very much not. He gets super shot in the head to death. Like so dead, like OMG dead. Like extra dead. And I was like, maybe he's just, no, he's, he's very, they show his head is like split open. It's, it's, it's like, whoa, yeah. that's what this movie is. It's, it's, it's like, okay. The build up to this, I kept thinking, this is like if a Disney Channel original movie <laughs> was purposely made rated R for like reasons, I guess. You know what I mean? I want that more than I want anything. But that's what this movie is. High school musical, but rated R. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Ooh, uh, Sharpay just like 
murders the shit out of Vanessa Hudgens character like yeah that's what it was like I'm like oh these high schoolers and then this guy's head explodes and I'm like oh Oh, we are not Disney Channel (laughs) yeah uh so yeah they're like up to this point it's kind of just like normal joining the military for girl for glory for whatever and then shortly after that Oh, also, there's this, like, other hot guy who seems like he's literally 40 years old, but I think he's just supposed to be, like, a year older than them or something, who... His name's Xander. Of course it is. He's now helping train Denise Richards. Right. And like you said, Neil Patrick Harris had lines taken out and cut. Yeah. He just kind of disappears for, like, three quarters of the movie. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, but also Xander... His scenes don't make a lot of sense. Like it almost, he comes in like going to steal the girl. Like he's a bad guy, but then you don't really see a lot from him. And then it just turns out he's just her coworker, basically. I mean, they probably did stuff. Well, yeah, for sure they did. (laughs) But like, it's not like a plot device. Like I thought it would be, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just more out of convenience, I think. Also like, oh no, he has a crush on the super hot girl. No shit. Oh no, mm-hmm. she has a crush on the super hot guy. But it just makes sense for them to be together because of right. like the breakup. He's sad and stuff, but it, wait, okay. um, What's his bucket? Rico ends up, so guy dies. He's just gotten dumped. He's like, yo, fuck this. I'm done. I joined for the wrong reasons. My dad said we could go on vacation. Actually, that sounds pretty dope. And then Hank Schrader from Breaking Bad is like, fine, get out of here. And then all of a sudden, Buenos Aires gets destroyed. And so everybody's dead. There's no parents to go back to, Johnny. This is the second half of the movie, basically. It Like, the first half ends here. The second half begins. Like, we're going to war. They rip up his resignation letter on his behalf because he's like, I don't want to go. It was super funny because he's like, actually, I don't want to quit because war, like we, it's big now. It's serious. Basically 9-11 happens or Pearl Harbor happens, depending. This was right. pre-9-11, but like I was just having flashbacks, mm-hmm. the Iraq war, like everything. It was definitely that where they're like, we're going. If you don't believe in this, you're an idiot who hates America. Um, and so when he's like, hey, I I want to take back. I, and then Hank Schreiber's like, no, you signed the paper. It'd be illegal for you to like still be in. You're not part of the army anymore. And then the drill sergeant guy holds up a piece of paper and he's like, Rico, does this look like your handwriting? And the guy's like, the answer there is no, it doesn't look like my handwriting. And he goes, yes, sir. That's my handwriting. And the drill yes, sergeant's sir. like, oh my no, God. It, it doesn't. It doesn't look like it. I'm ripping this up. You no, idiot. idiot. Oh God. Put him in the front. That's the longest <laughs> build up to that. And I apologize, but it was, it's like the equivalent no. of like when you tell somebody like this conversation never happened and they're like, what conversation? And then you say, oh, the conversation where we were plotting to like rob a bank. You're like, no, it's not. No. Oh, but. Yeah. That, that was, oh my God. I love that scene because it's really <laughs> subtle and it's like, oh my God, Rico, like you <laughs> yeah. really are dumb, but it's not like in a way where he's like, huh, huh, huh. yeah, it's he's normal like, dumb. He's like just a dude. Yeah. He's like an 18 year old that like just went out and he's like, oh, I'm picking up on like the military, like mm. slang and stuff. It's, it's really good. <laughs> he's a jock. He's just like lovable and doofy, but like not. Yes, sir. But he's he also honest. Well, okay. Also the fact that he got like a 35% or whatever in math. And then his dad was like, you can't join the army. You have to go to Harvard. I'm like, how is he going into Harvard? And that's like another conversation. You have to go to college. And it's like, I'm stupid as hell. <laughs> like, you don't understand, dad. <laughs> yeah. But no, this is where it like all begins. I mean, he gets, okay. He gets, he gets punished for like having his recruits head exploded and they like give him whippings. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but that was harsh. 
but yeah, okay, right now there's like a bunch of propaganda videos. There's like a shift in the climate. Everyone is like, woo, 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 war, war, war. And they're like, let's go get tattoos, bro. We're like bros for life. And it's kind of almost disturbing to watch because there is this like total shift in their personalities where now they're these like, like war machine kids that are like, we're fucking family for life now, you know? And it's like, whoa. It's just weird. I, since like, I grew up with so many people who had joined the Marines and like served time during like the Iraq and like Afghanistan stuff. It kept being weird to me that this movie happened. I mean, I guess it would have happened after the first Iraq war with George H.W. Bush, but it happened before everything we saw happen from like 2001 to 2003 when we like invaded Iraq and stuff, because it was so on the nose for what the climate was after that where it was like in my head like there was a lot of parallels to what happened like when they found Saddam Hussein and when Osama bin Laden was found and like that stuff hadn't happened yet but I guess from this perspective it would have been like when Pearl Harbor was attacked and the U.S. entered World War II or I guess the Vietnam War like it kind of happens every time where we're like we're fighting communism everybody hates communism now or you hate America we're fighting the axis of evil you're fighting with us or you hate America and so like it's easy to predict it happening and put it in a movie because it happens pretty constantly yeah I mean it was just a very I don't know that one that seemed kind of like hits where it's it's very accurate you know yeah you see that happen a lot also at the beginning Um, we get like a little bit of context that these bugs that they're all fighting um the only reason they got aggressive is because humans were like going out into the solar system and finding other planets to inhabit and stuff and were the aggressors but i guess humans love for colonization they didn't say oh we caused this it was hey they're really really irrationally hostile they're coming for us and we hate them very real. It's almost like one of those movies where at the end you take off your goggles and they were human. They were other humans all along. Well, that's what's so weird. In most like <laughs> war movies, it's or even in alien movies, the aliens are very humanoid. Or mm-hmm. you know, in war movies, obviously you're fighting other humans. And this one, they went so far out of their way. And I don't know if it was an intentional thing because like when you fight war, you want to dehumanize the people you're fighting so much to make it easier to like hate and kill them. So I feel like it had to have been intentional that they purposely made the bugs like very inhuman. That way you could be like, yeah, let's go fucking kill those bugs. Oh, yeah. I think that's the point to say like, oh, this is a parallel to real war. And like, it's exactly what you just said. You want to make them as dehumanized as possible. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know why I'm adding to that, but that's (laughs) that's what this felt like, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Um, This is fun because they like go to battle for the first time and everyone's just like dying and all these bugs are like getting exploded and stuff and it's so cool because there's this scene where this giant bug comes out of the ground and Rico like jumps onto his back shoots a hole in his shell and then tosses a grenade in and he freaking explodes this giant bug and it is so damn radical there's so much one of the bugs spits fire (laughs) Yeah. All of them like ooze green. There's a point like back when they're still at high school and they're doing a what's it called? They usually do it with like frogs or fetal pigs and like one. Oh, dissecting. Yeah, they're dissecting a bug and like it's just like green stuff is spitting out and they're ripping off legs and Denise Richards just pukes everywhere, but it's so cool looking. Yeah, these monsters are insane. They're so freaking gross and cool. It's just fun. Like this part, like everything else aside, like this is fun this is just action bug killing the special effects for this movie are really i don't know 
the version I watched, it had to have been pretty remastered, but for being from 1997, this was insane. Yeah, that's good. I mean, especially the bugs, but even like flying around the space is like, it's okay for the time, but the bugs are great. CGI there. Mwah. I want to go back real quick. If we were to get a podcast tattoo, like these guys got army tattoos, what would our podcast tattoo be? And why would it be um, on their butts? It would say, it would just be six out of 10. <laughs> just a rating on our butts. It just says six out of 10. Uh-huh. So we never forget where I'm we like stand. Mickey Mouse ears. Some awesome Mickey Mouse ears. One Mickey Mouse ear on each butt cheek. We all get like a fifth of a Mickey Mouse ear. So it just looks like a little like wedge. And then when we put our butts together, <laughs> it's one big Mickey Mouse. <laughs> There's okay. We like Survivor mutually. You're wearing a Survivor buff right now, which others can't see, but it looks great. Thanks. I don't care about challenges. Like, it probably takes oh. up 20 minutes out of a 40-minute episode. And I'm always just telling you, okay, like, let me know who wins. I don't care unless there's some, like, drama. That's how I feel about action scenes or fighting scenes in movies. And that's probably why I'm not big on, like, Marvel and stuff. Because I'm just like, okay, let me know who dies. But some of these are actually pretty cool. A lot of people get, like, cut in half. And that's that's fun. Well, that's the thing. I'm generally pretty bored with these. But these were, like, my favorite parts of the movie. Mostly because it was so unexpectedly graphic with the humans dying like when a human dies it's like whoa that's cool they like cut their arm off or whatever so these are fun to watch it's true and a lot of i don't know if it was a thing in the 90s or if it was a thing before but the whole thing with scream spoilers drew barrymore dies right away she was the person who was like on the posters and stuff and Mm -hmm. it was crazy because they're like oh my god they killed drew barrymore this reminded me of that in a way where it was kind of like every time somebody died it was it wasn't necessarily somebody like when the the friend gets his head blown off, like it's Rico in trouble. You don't expect mm-hmm. that guy to die right then. Like yeah. everybody who dies on this is somebody that you kind of care about. And then right when you care about him, they're like, and now they're chopped in half. Exactly. They like knew how to make it like substantial and worth. You're like, you don't know. Like is Rico just going to get shot in the head at some point and die? Is That's what I kept thinking. Like yeah. I didn't think Rico would, but I was like, there's a good chance Dizzy or Ash dies or ace i guess is his name i thought everybody i i thought literally the ending was just going to be everybody it just the bugs win okay so they they beat all the bugs it took me a minute to figure out what you're saying they beat all the bugs and the like commander is like hey everybody i want you to have fun so i brought these kegs full of beer onto this planet and there's like a giant kegger and there's a violin and i don't know if you picked up on this electric violins yeah, Ace keeps like finding these electric violins that people just he just has. The commander brings him one basically so we could have like this Irish folk music playing in the background while they have these like serious but like the, it it only exists to be the backdrop like the background music of these like drinking scenes where we're having these like deep conversations. Did you I notice that? Did you I notice did. the music? Okay. You mean, did I notice the bright yellow blacklight <laughs> electric violin? But even more than that is that it was just this classic Irish folk music. I was pretty distracted by just the violin, honestly. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. In my head, legitimately, I just kept thinking about yellow card and it kind of all else like blew oh, yeah. away from me. No, it's brilliant. Like the score in this movie is like really, really good. And that was just like this weird touch that they put in that I just thought was really smart. But this is where Rico and Dizzy just like fall in love, like totally, completely, truly, badly, deeply. Do they fall in love or is it more just like 
everybody's hot my girl's gone they fall in lust yeah no i guess they're just like horn tea but don't say that <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, what do i say censor yourself just anytime you want to say that just beep beep yeah they're beep and so they're beeping in the tent and the commander walks in and he's like what the beeps going on and they go uh oh because he's like you guys need to like just be in love already and like do it or whatever or beep it and so when he walks in oh you froze did you freeze me no <laughs> did you they're hear about, any of that they're about to, yeah i did they're about to bone and he goes okay. to like cover her to keep her a secret but then the entire time like she's under the blanket she's just like wiggling a bunch for some reason i noticed she's the like, blanket kept moving and he's like who's in there because she wasn't no, hiding. No. yeah <laughs> and then when he sees it's her he's like actually why don't you take your time coming to the next meeting 20 minutes instead of 10 <laughs> yeah he's like why don't you take some extra time and it's like that feels like a very military thing to be like yeah dude well okay in most movies i think it would be but i think even more than that the commander knew that she had the hots for him this whole time so he was doing her assault he's like you're finally gonna get it that's true so i think it was for both of them but also i think she was the one who wanted it more the whole time so good for her and it was also like they were celebrating or as a kager so yeah, yeah. Everyone wins. Everyone's happy. They learn about this base where all of these bugs like came out of this tunnel and just destroyed the entire fleet of people. And so they go there and they're like, okay, we're about to like find the queen bee, we think. And so like they show up and there's just like an ass load of bugs. <laughs> Ambush. It was a trap. It was a trap. Poor guy that went a little crazy. Oh, this part was sad because there's this one guy who is like traumatized, clearly has PTSD, and they are calling him like basically a little snowflake for being upset and not wanting to go back into war because he's like beeped up at this point, right? And then he dies and the bugs kill him and they all start laughing at him because like this weak man was killed in battle. And it honestly upset me a lot. I mean, is that not true though? I don't know that if you're in the military and somebody comes up to you with a clear case of PTSD that you don't have sympathy. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot, but I think it was very intentionally like, because at that point in time, being when you're in the military, it's a lot of like, if there's one weak person, it lets everybody down and puts everybody at risk. So like by him being weak in that moment, he was putting them all at risk, so to speak. So they were just kind of like, dude, whatever, we have shit to do. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know how poignant that was. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he wrote that in saying like, there's a deep message here of that. Probably, maybe, because it was super disturbing. Yeah. So yeah, I thought we should talk about that one. That was probably the hardest part of this movie for me to watch, honestly, was that scene. That sucked. It's really odd because this movie is very like, I don't know if it's now or then, but it's intercut with um, a bunch of like propaganda stuff. It was very intentionally. So I don't know if you noticed this, but the outfit that... um Neil Patrick Harris was wearing at one point was literally supposed to look like an SS uniform. No, I didn't notice. Yeah. Uh, if you look it up now, you'll see it. It's like the gray, like whatever. Uh, and a lot of the propaganda shots were also meant to emulate like Nazi propaganda. Oh, that was very clear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the uniform. Not. Yeah. It was intentional though. So it wasn't like. Yeah. But it's just, uh, my, my whole point with that is that it's weird how simultaneously silly and horrifying this movie was. Yeah, exactly. The whole time you're trying to figure out if, like, this is fun or not. Yeah. But 
I think mostly it is. I <laughs> had a lot of fun watching it. I get the messages, but also it was just like, if there's a hype man, you are the antithesis. <laughs> I'm the will actually man. You ever heard of Debbie Downer? Well, actually, I think that's I love this scene. Oh. But... <laughs> okay i'm gonna push through with having fun though <laughs> because like, i thought neil patrick harris looked great personally <laughs> okay lots of bugs the commander this is a breaking bad guy right yeah gets his legs like totally ripped off from the bugs and i put it's gross but it's cool because it's like gross it's gross but, but it's, it's cool cool <laughs> yeah it's like oh man holy shit it's insane and then dizzy just gets like skewered from a freaking bug like stabs her right through the body <laughs> there was the part though where it's like okay obviously we're kind of we want denise richards to do her best little military woman best and we want rico to live his little best army murderer best life whatever um yeah. But also we kind of want them to end up together at the same time. And so oh, yeah. in a weird way when Dizzy gets like just freaking stabbed to death with the bug legs a whole bunch, which also gross but cool. We're like, oh, cool. Now, because I like her a lot. So I didn't want her to be sad and for him to like break up with her to get back with Denise Richards. So this just solves that. We just came out of rom-com month and this is no rom-com the way these problems are solved. This is straight up just killer. Yeah. And make him look like a hero because she has the goal to say, I'm happy because I got to end up with you. And then she dies. And those are her like dying words. Yeah. And it makes it look like, oh, thank God she was able to end up with the center of the universe, Rico. <sighs> I mean, wouldn't those be your last words? That was so annoying i mean she was like going for him the whole time she joined the entire freaking military to be with this guy so like what if she had died and hadn't gotten to to bone or gotten to beep yeah i mean that's fair but anyway i put dizzy as dizzed not a great (laughs) joke but it's there and then uh, they give her this like it's like a viking burial but it's an astronaut burial where they like send her off in her little space pod and i'm like that's kind of nice how do you want to be buried (laughs) like just like that that would be so that would honestly be so cool right does that mean though there's just gonna be like a bunch of like frozen corpses floating around yeah but space is so big i mean that's what we said about the earth and look where we are now i mean that's fair but no i i honestly like joking this i think that would be so cool to be in space like exploring space forever fair neil patrick harris is an asshole now and i don't understand where his character ends up because again i think they just cut all of his things up except not his legs he gets to keep those he gets to keep those (laughs) i feel like in this movie especially with how much detail you've gone into how many people get skewered and cut in half if you say he gets his stuff cut up you need to clarify you're not talking about pd oh no not at all he keeps his wiener (laughs) and and, um (laughs) i don't like that i said that but like this is like his the end of his storyline where he comes and he's like that was a good job but just so you know i'm better than you and then he kind of like leaves right well the whole thing was they they tell him hey we kind of know you you had to have known about this it was pretty clear that this was going to be an ambush and his whole thing was basically they want to do some other sort of military thing but they weren't 100 percent sure that the big bug brain was there 
And so they had to send some infantry there to make sure it was there. So it was a calculated risk, basically. He was saying, we had to set, we had to kill everybody to not have to kill more people. We're going with, it's a numbers game. That's right. Either way, Xander and Denise are like, we got to get there. And they crash land where this bug hole is on the, the planet hole? Rico's bug hole, the Baho. Baho. <laughs> they go to the big Baho and <laughs> um, they find like all these bugs and they're not killing them for some reason because they want them alive. But then they don't want Xander alive. Oh, the Xander and Denise Richards want to be alive, not the bugs. Right. The bugs want to keep Denise Richards and Xander alive for some reason. They're not killing them. But then they kill Xander. They like blow everything up and they basically find like the hive queen of the bugs. And that's like the end. They capture the hive queen. They've got what they need. But there's the part where Neil Pat they Neil's Neil's the 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 psychic man and he's back now even though he's been gone for an hour and a half of this two hour long movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they pull the thing out of the the cave and she's all tied up and stuff and all the military people there and I thought everybody was just gonna like shoot the hell out of her just right there like pull her out and shoot her to death. But instead Neil walks up to her and puts his hand on her head and they're like what's he thinking or what's she thinking and then he thinks for a while and he goes she's scared and then everybody cheers and they're so happy that they have this creature to torture now yeah that's sad it was sad but funny but sad yeah it was like you're right it was sad but funny because it was like oh my god these people are so oblivious yeah um and then they do more propaganda where they're they're like we saved it we have heroes now. You could be one of the heroes because now we can't stop fighting because we need to learn more about them so we can fight them better. Yeah. I wish, mm, I think the most interesting part, and this is where this, the, this ends a lot kind of like Ender's Game did where they should feel bad about killing this entire population, basically about, you know, killing their queen. And then the next book in Ender's Game, they take, he takes the hive queen and like repopulates this alien planet that he just wiped out because he felt so bad about doing it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And I wish that this had taken that direction a little bit. It would have been weird, though, because the rest of it was supposed to satirically glamorize That's true. war culture. So if suddenly they got a conscience afterwards. Yeah, that's fair. This is very... Apt. A lot of satire. Yep. Well, that's it. That's the whole movie. Damn, what a wild ride. Yeah, it's stressful. That was a lot more stressful than I thought and a lot more thinking than I thought I'd have to do. I mean, that's good though, right? Yeah. Tell me two truths and a goof or ask me if I want to do it. Do you want to do two truths and a goof? Do you have them? I cannot wait to do them. Oh, I better get them. Okay. Oh, I thought you had them. I'm sorry. No, I do. I was just kidding. Are they up? Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, I'm going to do them now. Ready? Wow, what a good host. I mean, I'm going to do them now. <laughs> okay. Okay. 17 gallons of fake blood. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have to do that. Okay, two truths and a goof right now. 17 gallons of fake blood were used throughout the movie. A miniature Starship Enterprise can be seen on the backside of one of the Starship's bridges, where James Cameron was attached to direct at one point. I bet it was like 
There were 18 gallons of blood. That's a goof. Is that your final answer? There was more than 17. Yeah. A miniature Starship Enterprise can be seen on the backside of one of the Starship's bridges. Wait, is that true? I said Millennium Falcon before. Wait. No, you said Starship Enterprise. Oh, wait. Okay, yeah. Millennium Falcon is the real thing. I said the fake thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's cool. I didn't even know there was a Millennium Falcon. I figured they probably had something like that. I just I wasn't paying enough attention. How you always think that you're like, aha, you changed the numbers. All you ever do is change the numbers. And I haven't done that in like a year, but it's like the easiest way to get you. <laughs> it is, because now I never know what's coming. Yeah. I've broken the game for myself, honestly. You always pick the number, even though I have never done the number for like a while. I think it's wild that James Cameron was attached. Yeah, I was just going to ask, who did direct this? The guy who did Showgirls. I don't know his name. Oh, he also duh. did RoboCop, though. If there is any question as if this were supposed to be satirical, like Robocop is obviously satirical. Not satirical, what's the word? Like a discussion of like policing and- Wait, he also did Robocop because that movie is awesome. Yeah. Do you want me to ruin that one for you too sometime? Yeah, sometime. I love that movie. So cool. Well, Lori, do you think you'll ever watch this again? Uh, yeah, probably. It'd be cool to like watch it now that I know it. Because as I was watching it, I was like, that seems like Nazi symbolism. And I wasn't sure until after when I kind of looked into it a little bit more. What stuff? So I think if I watched it now, I, I like, uh, it's hard to talk about this one. Cause like, I, it was a really fast, really fun kind of 90210 vibe movie about how cool war is. And now that I know what it was actually meant to be and trying to be, I would be able to like watch it and enjoy all of those beats while knowing what it was trying to say. I think I agree with that. I think I would watch this movie again, but I wouldn't focus that much on the themes a second time even. I think I just, if I'm watching this movie, I just want like a teenage to college movie of kids going to like fight aliens. But I mean, they'll, they'll always be in your head when you're watching it. Do you want anybody else to watch this movie? I don't know. I mean, like I was nervous when I was watching it about having made you watch it. Oh no. But you enjoyed it, so I guess... And, like, I didn't accidentally trick you into wanting to join the military. Well, no. You, like, yeah. rip up the enrollment form that you have on your desk now? So I feel like <laughs> no. I recommend other people watch this. Um, You're not yeah. enough to go to this military, I'm sorry. <laughs> I would tell people to watch this movie. It's freaking cool. It's, it's so cool. Yeah, heck yeah, watch it. If people want to... Join our Space Force, why does that sound flirty i mean let's go with flirty where do they where do they do that if people want to join our space force space force is too donald trumpy isn't it yeah i don't like it let's not use that if people want to starship our enterprise if people want to starship our troopers they can find us on social media we're at twitter at pod this together facebook.com slash pod and together email us at pod and this together at gmail.com please rate us on itunes and tell a friend and butts 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 <laughs> stupid <laughs> okay well, thanks yeah